0: Hi, and welcome back to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. My name is Prashant Malkani, and the topic for today's episode is Healthcare Marketing from Evolution to Revolution. The healthcare industry has been one that has transformed a lot over the years, but very little transformation has happened on the marketing side of things, at least until a few years ago. A lot has changed in the recent past, though, not only due to the pandemic, but also how consumers' consumption and interaction patterns have changed. To dwell further into this topic, I have someone who has been in this industry for over two decades now, and I believe the best person to help us understand this further. Rana Baba started his career with Walkhart and soon moved to the agency side to help the healthcare companies market and grow with McCain Erickson and now is President Health and Wellness at Ogilvy. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Hi Rana and welcome to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. Really looking forward to our conversation today.
1: Hello, Prashant, and thank you for having me here. I have heard so much about your podcast uh, from different friends, and I've actually heard a whole lot of your podcast. So I'm really looking forward to being a part of this one today. (laughs) Firstly, thank you so much for all the
0: appreciation. So today's episode is really interesting because of the situation we all are in currently, and the one industry that everyone's hopes are on. You have been in this space for a while now, and you have seen a lot of pharma companies grow. But did you ever imagine names like AstraZeneca, Moderna, Pfizer, and the likes become household names? And what are some of these companies doing to keep a positive perception going? A very
1: interesting way to begin this podcast, mm. Prashant. And yes, for if you ask me, have I heard of those names? Of course, I've heard of those names. But yeah. I guess when you say about it, it's obvious that these companies have become a household name. Uh, because yeah you know it's it's like everyone seems to be waiting for the vaccine yes uh, the vaccine and and, and in, in fact if one sees there's a virtual live commentary going on here so there are 30 vaccine candidates in the fray astrazeneca vaccine is ahead of the race oops the trial has stopped here they are back in again the oxford <laughs> vaccine with the serum institute is closing in i think it's interesting when uh, if one sees uh, yeah for sure there's a vaccine conversation that's on uh, with, I guess, with, with Russia having made its Sputnik 5 available. And yeah. uh, interestingly, some Indian companies are also there. Uh, and it is true that there is a lot of focus on the pharma and the vaccine, but that's from the outside point of view. Um, on the other side, if one is to look at it, uh, the pandemic is not just about the opportunity that one presents. For example, we talk about the vaccine, but there's a lot of issues that have happened even in the side of pharma. Uh, uh, because look, uh, there's a, there's a fact to it. That with everything coming to a standstill, the way it right. has come, in and we are all at home right now, so for pharma, while the external world talks about vaccine, but for the core of their business, the de- demand and supply side here also has suffered. Uh, yeah. take the case of the fact that you and I are not really going to the doctors today, so yeah. uh, if we are not going to the doctors. The new demand in the healthcare industry is bound to have slowed down. Uh, and on yeah. the supply side, look at it this way, for a long time, the factory workers were not going to work. That means production issues. There was no transportation, which means medicines were not getting replenished at the chemist level. Yeah. So uh, the while at one end, going back to the point of saying that while at one end, uh, the vaccine story has put pharma in the spotlight, but at the back end, pharma too has struggled with a whole lot of things.
0: Right so
1: just continuing
0: from that with all the organic sov these companies have developed do you see them doing more marketing or are they just sitting back for now and enjoying all
1: the conversation
0: and the hype around them
1: good question again and i think uh, the segue to that is from the previous one that uh, you know you're, you're right actually the attention was one thing that they were getting as we said but along with attention, there, was a, there is a whole thing that a uh, lot of industries, including pharma industries, is saddled with, is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. Uh, and for mm. all the challenges that one experienced, and let's, let's for a moment talk about uh, the, the medical rep, for example. He's yeah. the, he is the face of the organization. he's the business generator for the organization. If he cannot meet the doctor, what would you do? Uh, for mm. you and I, the point will be, all right, he cannot meet the doctor. So he can call him. He can text him. He will WhatsApp him. Yeah. Um, reality we both know from a from a professional equation point of view it is inappropriate but even if assuming it was okay what would he be talking to the doctor the doctor himself is struggling that the patient's not coming in so what are you trying to talk to me about you know yeah. it is a sudden vacuum uh, that was experienced and interestingly so let's say so what did farmer do ra- rather than yes you grappled with the with the situation but immediately came with a plan of saying maybe this is an opportunity to look within and uh yeah. Start training so there was a huge amount of investment in training the uh, the entire system the, the medical reps in particular so mm-hmm. this was an opportunity and i think a lot of pharma uh, did did do that but so that's that's one aspect of the immediacy post the crisis but uh alongside there was also the entire appreciation of the fact and you are a you're a perfect te- testimony in the right field. You're in the digital field and you understand the criticality. But pharma has mm-hmm. always had digital peripherals. to so say, Achha, yeah, this is a good thing to have, but this is not core. Now yeah. it has moved away from the, what would one say a nice last slide in a presentation to becoming the core of the conversation today. Mm-hmm. So, Digital communications, digital commerce is becoming, is becoming the, the core of the conversation. And yeah. therefore, digital transformation has moved out of the slides and into the practice. Uh,
0: mm. And when
1: I say digital transformation, it's interesting because uh, you will understand this, that these transformations, we're not talking about making big ecosystems only. Everybody is planning for the big ecosystems. Yeah. But parallel, it's about as simple a thing like saying, can I get my current tools of digital marketing right? Hmm. I used to do an emailer, but I used to do an emailer just as a heck of it. You know, but do I really know the rules of an emailer? I have to do a webinar, but do I really know the rules of doing a webinar? Because everybody's doing the same thing. Hmm. So I think it's a fascinating thing of trying to address at an ecosystem level as well as going at the very fundamental levels and trying to build uh, your propositions around that. Right. Interesting. Uh,
0: so the growth of marketing
1: in the pharma industry,
0: Uh, has actually been a very different one in comparison to most of the other industries. So just taking a leaf out of your experience, uh, would you be able to briefly share this journey with us?
1: Oh, yes, for sure. And let me begin with an anecdote and a connected anecdote to the point I was making. So here's a very interesting thing. uh, And uh, this is back in the days of your something about 30, 40 years earlier. Um, There was a medical rep uh, from a pharma company who had to go from town, and this is actually happening in Bihar, who had to go from Patna to another, mm. another big city. And um, uh, th- that's how a medical rep functions. He's supposed to be, he, he's, every month he's got a travel plan and he, he, he travels according to his plan, visiting doctors and visiting places where doctors are sitting. Uh, and at that point of time, uh, some doctors from another town uh, called him and said, are you coming to visit us this month? And he says, no, I am not. He says, Mm. but we need to talk to you. He says, listen, my train is going to be passing by that place. I can spare 30 minutes, but that's all I have. Mm. So the story goes that the doctors actually arranged for a tea party at the railway station, all collected there, waited for his train, got him for the 30 minutes. He talked to them and he left. Mm. And uh, that was the time when the medical rep was the man of science. He was the, the, the way, he was the route for the doctors to actually get their entire knowledge. Interesting. But things changed. Number of pharma companies increased. Uh, we, are, we are in a country of generics. So a whole lot of companies were, you know, bringing forward the same sets of products. If I may say molecules, you know, generics. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the, the science behind them is the same. You, everybody will be basically talking about the same science so hmm. so the medical rep moved from a man of science to becoming a man of commerce uh, a man of brand if i may say so doing the brand reminders hmm. so that was that was the second stage where the medical rep moved to the third point wherein uh, uh, you know there are certain segments and this is an interesting anecdote that i've got from the 90s uh, there are some segments in uh, in pharma where hmm. while the and this is this is like a vaccine for example where the medical rep is good to have he will have this conversation with the doctor But the whole proposition around the vaccine is such, so if a doctor prescribes a vaccine, right, it is always looked upon. Is it important or is it not? Is it recommended or is it not? Why is this doctor prescribing this vaccine to me? Is he trying to make more money from me on this? Mm -hmm. So -hmm. you had a very funny situation. You had companies coming out, new vaccines coming out, but they were not in the government prescribed list. So if a doctor would write that, people would say, hey, why the hell is he doing And pharma companies were still trying to grapple with the MR, going to the doctor, promoting the vaccine to him. Uh, And that point of time, interestingly, we had a a very interesting situation and I happened to be in the center of that, that we just Mm. tried to look at recreating a model of of borrowing from other forms of marketing, uh, which is direct to consumer communication Mm. uh, and seeing how we can actually facilitate the conversation between the doctor and the patient um, for initiation of conversation, if, if that one happens, then the doctor is not seemingly forcing it, but the consumers or the patients are actually coming and asking the doctor for it. And companies are also going yeah. into omni-channel marketing, which is kind of known to you. And so the whole construct mm. is it's becoming a different world altogether from where it mm. was.
0: Interesting. And just going back to something that you very briefly spoke about earlier in this conversation, we've seen a lot of development in how consumers interact with this industry. So right from, you know, purchasing medicines on platforms like 1MG and PharmEasy instead of traditional medical stores to interacting with doctors online through platforms like Practo, for example, instead of visiting clinics. How much has this changed the landscape of marketing and marketing channels in the pharma industry?
1: Yeah, Prashant, so uh, back to the same point, which I'm saying that uh, ideally pharma was in a very comfortable zone. Right. Uh, post the Corona crisis, the quantum of disturbance one has seen and the emergence of these platforms to be far beyond what they basically promised to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Again. Like I talked about digital transformation now today, if a digital transformation is in a in an organization's blueprint, uh, e-com as a part of that digital transformation is very much there, and therefore yeah. these e-channels, not just the commerce channel, but the entire uh, the entire mechanism of uh, uh, e-medicine is very much on the uh, on the anvil for them. Hmm. Um, the interesting thing is the parallel thing of what is happening from the from these e-channels also, uh, because these online marketplaces earlier on started off, let's take the case of 1MG and NetMeds. They were primarily yeah. supposed to be just selling the medicines. Yeah. But over time, they, there was a convergence of services and they've, you know, broadened their aspects to even do uh, diagnostics and doctor consults. Yeah. Uh, similarly, the Practos and the libraries of the world began with the, just the idea of doing doctor appointment booking. But mm. they have expanded the purview to medical information and uh, diagnostics. However, I think the biggest change in this one is as it is happening right now, and you're kind of exposed to a word called telemedicine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna actually borrow a quote, you know, from from uh, one of the Stanford computer scientists it's way back in 1960s, and it's something which you'll completely identify with. By the way, mm. the gentleman's name is Ray, Ray Amara. Mm. And at some point of time, it seems he's told his colleague that listen, we Im- overestimate the impact of technology in the short run, and mm. underestimate its effect on the long run. Yeah. And and you would see so so much of much of it has happened in our times also, right? AR, VR, I are then disappointing okay. But what has yeah. happened, right? Similarly, if you go back, the word telemedicine is uh, something that you're getting to hear more of it right now. It's actually a very old word. And somewhere 20 years earlier in India also it was tried, and when it was tried, everybody thought that listen, it's the panacea of all ills, all our uh, doctors are available in the big cities. Nobody wants to go to the peripherals of the towns and the villages, and we got a massive rural area. How do we yeah. make medicine reach there? Now the m health and telehealth is going to make a break for it. But mm. what happened after the first project done by ISRO in 2001? Everything came to a kind of standstill, and mm. like everything, this became a last slide, last mention on the last slide with everybody nodding their head and saying, "Ha ha, kabi dek <laughs> I think that that. From that time to right now, when the reality has kicked in, and again, the watershed moment brought by Corona, Uh, Mm. everything is right now tuning itself. Remember, this is a behavior change. It's not a technology issue. It's a behavior change we are referring to. Because Corona happened, because patients couldn't meet the doctors, because doctors couldn't meet the patients, the doctors said, told their patients, come online, let me talk to you. The patients started accessing the doctors online. And suddenly you've Mm. got a near big chunk of doctors who have experienced at least digital conversations with their patients or digital connect with their patients, which has actually driven this entire thing on uh, telemedicine uh, uh, very strongly. And mm. coming back to these platforms of Practos, Curifies and all, they're actually driving this, this entire change. Say. And interestingly, it's not just these e-platforms, it's even, uh, e- even pharma and other healthcare companies. For example, mm. Colgate now has set up a platform for teledentistry. And by the way, in all of this, uh, pharma can't just be a bystander and say, th- 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 my reps will still subsequently go back to the doctors and talk to them. You mm-hmm. will have to write such platforms, and I'm not saying necessarily make platforms, but write such platforms. Yeah. So your question, yes, already significant amount of change of focus. It used to be about less than a less than five percent of the budget is what you will talk about as a non rep budget. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so if five percent of your marketing budget will lie there, because mm-hmm. what do you need to do is that everything is to the rep and through the rep. Because he was the core of everything, because that's what he would behold relationships. So two things are there, I have to tell you that. First, Mm. I think even because of the fact that your entire landscape of the disease, earlier on, we used to have a lot of acute diseases, which is, these needed immediate treatment. But Mm -hmm. over time, as our pattern of disease has changed from these acute to chronic, diabetes, cardiovascular cancer, the uh, mental health problems, these are, these are issues which need people education. So A, because of the change of pattern, pharma realized that you need to necessarily talk to the consumers any which ways. Hmm. But B, in terms of reaching out to the doctors, which was hitherto only restricted to the reps, you are now looking broad and broadening there. So yes, in any case, budgets were shifting from just the doctor to the consumer and then Hmm. within the doctor also from the rep to digital. Interesting.
0: So just before we end this episode, I had one last question. When we have brands that are recognized more than a drug itself, how can competitors even survive in such a space? So just to simplify this a little with an example, when someone has a headache and they need a paracetamol, they don't visit a store asking for a paracetamol. They in fact normally ask for a crocin. So in this case, how do other manufacturing companies manage to sell their brand of paracetamol and honestly, this is not only restricted to Crocin, we also have multiple other things that are known as the brand itself, namely Detol, Pudinara,
1: CombiFlam, etc. Very interesting question. And I think it's it'll be all about a perspective. You see, the point is where does a person want to make a brand? The biggest brand in India is mm. a pharma brand called Mixtard. It's an insulin brand. Even the second largest mm. brand is a brand called Langtus, which is another insulin brand. Mm. What was the point I'm trying to make? I'll explain to you. The point I'm making is it is not pharma brands or healthcare brands are not necessarily built in the consumer space. Mm. In fact, it comes in the patient space. So with the doctors, these are the biggest brands. So most of the pharma with spend most of their energies of building brands with the doctors, Mm. which which are in the area of treatment. That's hmm. not to say that, the, that there are no brands in the other space, which is the consumer space. So let me talk to you about the other space now that you built up, Crosin. Crocin yeah. uh, is a classic example of what we say is OTC marketing, over-the-counter marketing, direct-to-consumer marketing. Hmm. What does tend to happen is when these brands, which are not in the uh, chronic management space, but in the acute space, typically, you know, the cough, cold, fever, uh, allergies, These are more acute conditions, which while it is true, you need a doctor management, but there's a whole lot of learning that people have got. They are not, they now have become a a, a lot of these brands, which were prescribed by doctors, as you mentioned, have become kind of household remedies any which ways. Yeah. Now, when it became so, it made sense for the pharma company to say that, listen, while I'm going to the doctors with, with my brands, I should see if there is a next Philip next that I can do in terms of changing the marketing access. So Crocin, mm. by the way, because you mentioned the brand, yeah. uh, had a very interesting thing. So the story goes that they thought that, listen, we have come to a place where we become a household brand and the doctor is not really going out of his way to prescribe us because he doesn't have what is referred to as prescription exclusivity. Mm. When he prescribes, his patients should, should respect him for his prescriptions. But if he prescribes a Krosin, he says, yeah, I Correct. Yeah. Here, Crosset said, listen, let's do consumer as we do globally. They completely vacated their conversation with the doctor and they went direct to consumer. This hmm. was a mistake that they realized that the idea of OTC is not to vacate one and occupy the other, but is to do both parallelly. And while Krosin hmm. got itself right, because immediately and subsequently when the thing started going south for them, they went yeah. back to also communicating to doctors that became the model of a whole lot of brands in the OTC space. Mm. Um, and this is exactly what you talk from an RX to an OTC switch, because mm. RX is prescription to OTC switch is what you've done in the switch. You don't vacate one, but you just occupy the other space also. Right. Uh, there is another modeling in the same, uh, in, in this OTC marketing, which is brands like, for example, there's a brand called Phytorelief. Now mm. this brand as is, as at this point of time is being parallelly being communicated to doctors as well as to consumers. Hmm. So it's not a switch. It is a brand that is born into the OTC uh, mechanism. Right. Hmm. Now back to your question. So I I will, I may, may not stick to just paracetamol, but I will have you know, what do, what has competition done? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have looked at within the product itself, sometimes have got innovations of saying it's not just a brand change, but it is even a product change. So it could be a fast acting, for example. It could be a different format of delivery, for example. So if you change your formats to present yourself, A, B, you look at a different customer segment, you can still be successful. Third, you can take up alternate positions. Cross right. and interesting took up the aspect of headache. Hmm. You may have another one come in, and even if it is paracetamol, it can take up backache, right? Or a third one which can talk talk about, which even Crocin did by the way, which is cold and flu, for example. Yeah, yeah. So, so positioning opportunities cuts along the customer line, which is doctors versus patients or other cohorts. And finally, in terms of marketing, too, if you've seen a whole lot of brands have not done the advertising, but they have done just in the availability because Mm. of uh, because of e-com available. And there was a great amount of push and the huge amount of consumption of even products at that level are happening. So you have, therefore, I don't think it's a uh, one space that is occupied by one brand that will be only the leader brand for sure. The the forms of uh, market share will apply there. Yeah. But alternate propositions are available, and there have been enough number of challenger brands which have actually uh, come to the forefront and taken over. So hmm. Just before I before I conclude, I will yeah. have you know that uh, the brand of Calpol from GSK is actually bigger than the <laughs> brand of Crocin, which is actually crossed over. So both of them are paracetamol.
0: Interesting. <laughs> did not did not know that. <laughs> right. Right. Great. So. Thank you so much, uh, Rana, for coming on board and sharing. It was extremely insightful, a lot of information which I did not know of. And I'm sure that the listeners will definitely go back having learned a whole lot more from this conversation.
1: Well, thank you for having me here, Prashant. And uh, I, I hope it was interesting. I think uh, for a lot of, lot of stuff is... Uh, what I've accumulated over the last 25 years. So it was kind of rambling on a whole lot of things. I hope it's been meaningful to you and I hope your your listeners actually enjoy this. And uh, if they can take away even one thing from it, I'll be very happy.
0: Great. So for the rest of us, hope this episode was useful for you. And if you would like to know more about this topic, you can reach out to Rana on LinkedIn. And in case if you have any doubts, feedback, or just want to spark a conversation, you can catch me on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Twitter. This is me signing out for this episode and looking forward to seeing you on the next one. Subscribe to the podcast for regular updates. And one last thing, don't forget to stay curious.